FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Welcome back to After Hours. So last week, as you will recall, we had as our guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew Yang. Now, Andrew Yang came on the show a while back and he came back again. And the first time he came, he was running for president, as one does, I guess. <laughs> and then, I mean, when I met him, it's funny. I met him through a friend of mine, uh, Guillermo Silberman. Guillermo, if you're listening, how you doing? Guillermo was my classmate in graduate school, and he was friends with Andrew. And I met Andrew at an event that he threw for Venture for America. I went to this fundraiser many, many years ago. So that was a long time ago, and Andrew was doing totally different things. And then when he ran for president, I knew Andrew uh, was going to be an interesting guest, so I had him on the show thanks to Guillermo. And, you know, he didn't win, but he really became a well-known guy. And then, of course, uh, he is now running for mayor, and so I wanted to talk to him about that, and so I had the opportunity to run a candidate forum with him uh, for some of the stuff that I do outside of FOMO Sapiens. As some of you know, I'm very involved in politics and political reform, not party politics, but more like how do we make politics work better, and of course, we've had guests on the show to talk about that over the years, and I'm part something called Leadership Now. I had the founder, Daniela Ballou Ayers, on the show a long time ago. And we have also had people like Michael Porter and Catherine Gale talking about reform. And one of the things we talk about a lot is ranked choice voting. And Andrew mentioned ranked choice voting in the episode, but we didn't dive deep into it. And then I found out he's writing a book about it, apparently. It's coming out, I guess, sometime this year. So I thought we would spend today just talking a little about ranked choice voting, what it is, why it's good, why people are going to be talking about it a lot this year, because when Andrew puts his book out, I assume it's going to become very uh, talked about and trendy, uh, because that's what Andrew does. He gets people talking about stuff. And it's a little thing that's kind of near and dear to my heart. So let me tell you, ranked choice voting, what is ranked choice voting? Well, basically what happens is typically when you go into uh, the ballot box, you just select your candidate and then, you know, that's it. Game over. The problem there is what if you have like 10 people running for some sort of office? Well, what happens is that you could have maybe the 10 people splitting the vote to such an extent that somebody could win the election with only like 20% of the electorate, which isn't great because then they don't really have a mandate. And so what ranked choice voting does is basically it's like an instant runoff. So you can rank the candidates. You can say, well, this is my first choice, my second choice, third, and so on. And then when the votes are counted, basically what happens is if nobody gets 50%, nobody gets a majority, the bottom vote getter is eliminated and then their votes are reallocated uh, based on you know what people had said was their second choice. So say candidate you know John is eliminated. A lot of people then had maybe said that they wanted Sharon as their second choice. Well, then Sharon gets those votes. And you keep doing that, eliminating the bottom vote getter and then reapportioning the votes until somebody gets 50%. Now, why do I love this? Well, first of all, I love it because it was, it's one of these things that it does exist. It's not that it's sort of totally brand new at all. In fact, it's used in places like Australia. It's used in some city elections in San Francisco, for example. But the first time it was really done on a national level was in the great state of Maine, my homeland, as you all know. And Maine put this into effect. 
And it's a really fascinating story because basically like the people wanted this to happen. It was a referendum and it passed. The, the voters of Maine wanted this, but the vested special interests, like all of the politicians who were afraid that it would make it harder for them to win. Well, they tried to strike it down. There were all these lawsuits. And in the end, I think the voters of Maine had to vote like three times in order to make sure it actually happened. So it's been a whole, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it tells you something's pretty interesting and pretty, pretty good when the people want it, but the politicians are afraid that it's going to make, make it harder for them to stay in office because you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to work too hard, right? I don't want to have to deal with changes. I don't want to have to go out there and win more votes. I'd rather just, you know, win by getting like 20% of the people. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody, but there's certainly people who definitely feel that way. And we don't like that. So this is about choice. And the state of Maine showed that it works. It has been working now for a while and it has all these cool side benefits. Now, I'm gonna get into those in a second, but obviously because so much of the work that I do is around choosing and about entrepreneurship, ranked choice voting is at the beautiful Venn diagram intersection of these two things. Number one, it's about giving people more choice, better choices, right? Number two, it's all about taking entrepreneurial thinking to the next level and bring it to politics and saying, how can we do things better? Let's think like entrepreneurs and let's change the system. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you gotta do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. Now here's a couple of benefits that you may not have thought of. First of all, did you realize that in many previous presidential elections in the US, nobody got a majority, nobody got 50% because we had third-party candidates which is the system and it's totally fine, but that is a problem because say you wanna vote for that third party candidate, you have to worry, oh my goodness, but will I be a spoiler? Am I gonna vote for Jill Stein? And then, you know, but I, I kinda want Hillary more than Trump or, or oh geez, you know, should I vote for Ross Perot? But actually, you know, I want George Bush. Like those are the kinds of things that happen. With ranked choice voting, you can vote with your heart. And if that person doesn't win, then your vote goes to the, the second uh, place person that you wanted. And so you can also vote with your head at the same time. So it gets rid of spoilers. Number two, it does give somebody a mandate because for example, in the, it, it just talked about Bill Clinton, Ross Perot, that election, I think Bill Clinton wasn't even close to 50% when he won. And that's just not good for anybody, right? You wanna have somebody that clears 50% and has a mandate. Third, it discourages negative campaigning. And this is interesting because Basically what happens is if you are a very polarizing candidate and it's a large field, so say you get up, I'm just going to make this up now. Hopefully this never happens, but say somebody runs for office and there's like 10 candidates and they're like, I'm running and what I want to do is I want to beat up everybody who doesn't think like me. And 20% of the people are like, that sounds great. And that person gets 20% and because it's a large field, everybody else splits the votes, that person can win. And that is terrible. 
80% of the people were like, no, but that person still wins. Here, it discourages that. And basically, people have to try to appeal to at least 50% of the population so that they can hope that they get ranked. And that also, basically, there's less uh, of a reason to be a negative campaigner. People don't like negative campaigners. A small group do, so that 20% may like it, but the rest don't. And so it encourages people to be civil and talk about the ideas and not just attack each other. And it works. In fact, in the state of Maine, where this has been in effect for a little while now, some of the candidates actually say, hey, listen, I'd love you to rank me first, but you know, also think about ranking this person second. So they actually team up and say, you know, this person over here, we agree on a lot of things. So, you know, great, put me first and thank you for doing that. But there are other people in the race who are great too, and I encourage you to rank them, which is kind of crazy, right? Can you imagine that in politics? Like, it sounds kind of nice, actually. So there is some positive vibes that come out of this thing. Now, finally, I think what's really interesting is that we have a chance to watch how this is going to play out in the city of New York, because Andrew mentioned the old ranked choice voting, because for the first time, the mayoral election in New York City is going to be done with ranked choice voting. And so it will be very interesting to see how it plays out, because it's a huge field. There's like 40 people running for mayor. That is a lot of people. And you can rank up to five. So you're not going to have somebody winning the primary with like 9% of the vote. You're going to have somebody that gets 50%. And I think that's going to be great for everybody. And also, I hope that it will focus a little bit more positivity on the race rather than just people attacking each other. Now, because it's the first time around, some of the candidates may not get it yet. So if you're running for mayor of New York and you're listening to this right now, and since there are 40 of you, I think the chance that somebody is listening, it's not zero. Don't be negative, you know? It's not going to help you. You get some headlines, but I'm telling you, it is a missed opportunity. Focus on the issues. I'm not saying you can't contrast or say why you're different or say maybe that somebody's plan doesn't work and give some reasons why, but just being mean, no, we don't need that. And if it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you and the ranked choice voting, so don't do that. All right, that is my little primer on ranked choice voting. If you live in a city with ranked choice voting, go try it check it out. And if you have thoughts on it, drop me a line at let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. All right, everybody, we will see you on Thursday for another episode of FOMO Sapiens. Until then, take care of yourselves. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.